You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists, you throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. Three, two. friends we're at the diner it's your boy mike lunsford i am the editor-in-chief of the great geek refuge that's our website that's the thing that hosts this podcast that you're listening right now to it's on greatgeekrefuge.com check out the website lots of great articles lots of great other podcasts too uh check them out uh we're on the great geek refuge i'm sorry the ggr pirate radio network i forgot the name of our damn uh, podcast network for a second <laughs> we're on the ggr pirate radio network there's lots of great stuff as i mentioned there's going to be more great stuff coming up soon so make sure that you stay tuned you, you keep your eyes and ears open we're on twitter we're on facebook lots of places you can check out all of our content it is at the diner tonight with my two co-hosts for this podcast i've got the man sitting in the first seat of co-hosting duties you know him you love him he's got his own podcast on the network it is called the overflow with mc brooks in fact he just put out a new episode uh, and he'll t- tell us a little bit about that in just a minute so you guys can check that out as well but his name is mc brooks yeah if you uh have a successful franchise best thing you can do is not appease the most toxic part of your fandom with your sequel that is a hell of a teaser for your episode of The Overflow. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Certainly got my interest. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. what's going on? Uh, that other guy that you just heard speaking, he is the second co-host of At The Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. You know him. You love him. His name is James Rambo. I will go from a two-hour nap, so I'm at about 85%. <laughs> 85% Rambo is better than 100% of a lot of other people, so I'll take it. Yeah, no problem. Hey, we're coming up on February. What does February mean to anybody that listens to GGR? Really not much because we never talk about it, but we're going to talk about it now. That is when our website renews itself every year because that is when we pay the dues for this lovely podcasting website thing that we do. If you want to be part of that, if you want to help us continue to make great content, yes, this sounds like a PBS pitch. I don't care. If you want to be part of this great content that we create, there's two ways you can do it. Well, actually, three ways you can do it. One, you can go to patreon.com 
slash Great Geek Refuge, and you can become a patron. Lots of great stuff. You get uh, access to episodes early. You can get stickers. You can get T-shirts, all sorts of cool stuff like that. If you don't like the monthly subscription thing, hey, that's cool, too. Go to our Facebook page. Go to greatgeekrefuge.com. There's a shop option where you can go and you can see all of the T-shirts, all of the hoodies, all the stickers that we have. Any of those that you purchase goes towards paying for the website for another year. So go on there, buy some stickers, buy some hoodies, buy some t-shirts, whatever it is that you see that you like, that's going to help us. And we appreciate any contributions that you make. So it's pledge drive time. I want to talk about what we're going to talk, what we're actually going to do our episode about. And it's not just shameless plugs for our website. We managed to get a whole bunch of content in the beginning of the year. And we started, we talked about this in the first episode of the year where we talked about Mandalorian and we talked about Wonder Woman and we talked about Soul, but a TV series that all three of us binged the fuck out of over the summer was Cobra Kai. And season three came out uh, right at the beginning of January. So I wanted to go into that because we've all seen season three of Cobra Kai now. Um, Rambo, why don't you kick us off, man? What, what were your what were your thoughts on season three? Just kind of like quick, and then we'll go into all the details. Like, did you how did this hold up to season one and season two? Um, I think there were definitely some moments where the the cheese kind of poked out a little more uh, here than than was uh, than we really got beforehand. But I think overall, it's 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 maintained the the overall quality of the uh, of the show. Like, I've been pretty steadily impressed with it overall. MC, what about you, man? What do you think of uh, season three so far? Yeah, I'm gonna second what Rambo said. Uh, I thought I thought the quality held up pretty well, um, and, and there were even some more really fun Easter eggs and, and character moments and references if you are a fan of the the original Karate Kid series. So I thought it held up pretty well. I gotta say, like I wasn't. There's some decisions that they made with this series in general that I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cheesy as, as Rambo kind of pointed out. There were some things that they did that just kind of fell into um, the laps of the characters. So um, spoiler alerts, by the way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. So if you haven't seen it, uh, don't listen. <clears throat> but um, when he goes to Okinawa and, and there's more facets to this, so we'll talk about those other aspects of it too. But the first thing I want to talk about was like, he goes to Japan to try to save his business, right? And ends up going to Okinawa to see Mr. Miyagi's Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. And Tommy <laughs> Village, right? <laughs> and that whole scene was just incredible. And I'll, and I'll delve into that in a second. But like the cheese factor of like, he sees Kumiko, which is was cool because it was kind of like happenstance. Like it was, it was really, it was just a beautiful moment, right? But then like he's sitting there with Kumiko and he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he gets introduced to the little girl that he saved during the typhoon in, in Karate Kid 2. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm like a vice president for that company. So uh, don't worry about it. I'll fix it for you. And I was like that. All right. <laughs> cool, I guess. That's fucking convenient, isn't it? Like that was a little too cheesy for me. Uh, but again, like I'm not going to be one of those people who's like. Well, that fucking ruined it for me. Just forget it. Like, I, I can't even believe that this random Italian kid who's now a black belt in karate and started his own dojo and, like, also has, like, a really super successful multi-billion dollar company in Los Angeles. Well, I can't believe that he just happened to fall onto this bullshit. Like, you know, fucking whatever, man. Who cares? It's a TV show. But, like, overall, like, 
there were very few moments where I, I really thought that where I was where I couldn't suspend disbelief because like it's just it's so much fucking fun. Like this series is so fun. That that's the big thing. Like they managed to make every single one of these characters enjoyable. There's not a single one that like pops up on the screen and you're like, oh fuck, not this guy again. Like everybody is fun to watch and they continue and to um kind of cross promote here our own russ brown did a uh, article about season three of cobra kai which you can check out on the website if you go to greatkeyrefuge.com just click on articles it's right there under movies and tv you'll see it read it it's very wonderful one of the things that he pointed to was that character development is is massively important for this show and it's really the best part about it is how deep these characters are and like every single character has depth like they did some stuff, and, and Rambo, I'll let you jump on, on this one because we talked about it offline. What they did with John Kreese in this season, where you got to see where this dude came from, like who, who he was, like who he is, like what made him the sack of shit that he is, was just like, I, I was really, really, really impressed at the way that they handled that. And, um, yeah, because like, like I said, I know we talked about this offline, so I'll let you go ahead and, and, and jump on it from here. But like, also, it was kind of a cool little Easter egg that you pointed out as well about that scene, uh, that first scene when they're still in Los Angeles and he gets in a fight with that that douchebag from uh, that was going to USC. Uh, yeah, um, so the, the Easter egg is, um, I thought the scene, um, I mean, it, 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 was a very, it was a very well done red herring. Um, I was sure that when the scene was playing out, that the um, the guy in the Letterman jacket was going to be Crease, and of course, no, it's not him. It's the it's the the waiter. Um, but the guy in the Letterman jacket is Martin Cove's actual son, um, Jake or John. Um, so that was a nice little uh, uh, like little uh, uh, bit of nepotism to, to for the fans. Um, okay, so before I go into it. Um, didn't Johnny in the second season call Crease out on lying about being a war hero? See, that's what I thought too. Yeah. And like, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch season two because like, I vaguely remember that. I could swear. Like, I thought he said something about like, he looked him up and it was all bullshit. I don't know. See, it's entirely possible, though, too, that they're doing that thing that they do with the military in movies where they're just like, oh, well, he was secret black ops and like his record has been scrubbed. So it's like he was never enlisted at all because he was doing all these deep cover missions like that might be what they're going for here. Like, that's the only thing that I can think. But I would have to. I mean, oh, no, don't twist my arm and make me watch Cobra Kai all over again, because (laughs) I I only it only like dovetailed into me watching every one of the fucking Karate Kid movies as well, because I forgot how much I loved those. Oh, please don't make me do that again. Like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I thought that was that was a big part of uh, of the sort of um, like seeming redemption of, of John Kreese was, you know, Johnny looking him up and realizing that everything he'd said about his his military record was bullshit. Um, maybe it was just my misinterpretation of that scene. Uh, and he was and it was more it, it was less about um, 
whether not not so much whether or not he served, but whether or not the th- the specific things he said that he did, he did. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I thought the the the, the backstory with Reese was good. Um, I wish it had been spread out a little more uh, throughout the season because you basically kind of got like a fair amount weighted up front, and then not much, and then the the payoff right at the end. Um, what else? Um, yeah, Martin Coe can do no wrong. That guy, I, he, that guy, is, he's been playing the same character for a long, long time, but he does it really fucking well. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm always down for that dude to come, <laughs> come through. Um, and yeah, and the guy that, that played, uh, uh, you know, young, uh, young John Kreese, was, he did a hell of a job. Uh, they found somebody that looked a lot like him, funny enough, even more, maybe even more so than his actual son. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was, I was pretty pleased with it. I thought the, the, <laughs> the whole snake bit looked really bad. Uh, oh. oh yeah, that was, it was, was bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a fungi pit. And then when they showed the snakes, I was like, oh yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because Cobra's, you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Um, and then, but then you really see it. I'm like, fucking one, how deep is that? Two, those are all like pythons and boas. Like those are not really that dangerous to human beings. <laughs> but okay, sure, why not? It just um, it made me it made they're me. They're all think snakes, of, whatever. Yeah, snakes are snakes, whatever. Snakes are bad and they instantly eat people. They'll just spit their venom and the person will just disintegrate. Um <laughs> it made me think of that scene in Austin Powers in the first one when um he said it's Will Farrell's character. He sends him after Austin Powers and like Austin Powers like shoots him and he's like, Ow, you shot me. You shot I can't believe you did that. That really hurt. Like just that's what I pictured like going on like in the background is like the one guy falls into the pit and he's like, Ow, I twisted my ankle. Like <laughs> these are big snakes, but oh they're not even poisonous. Like they're really not even bothering with me right now. I think I can climb out. I can possibly make my way out. This really Oh isn't no, happening. I've fallen <laughs> Exactly Snake venoms in my in my ankle wounds. <clears throat> I yeah. what I what I really enjoyed about this this season in particular were, were some things that I didn't expect to happen, and the thing first off, uh, Dimitri went from being an annoying nerd to like I'm kind of rooting for this kid now, and then like because Hawkman like first off that's a vindictive little shit, but like he broke his best friend's arm and then like. The one, the 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 douchey Asian guy, I can't remember his name. Um, the one who like Kreese recruited basically because he's like a really good wrestler or something like that. Yeah. And um, he like drew a dick on his um, on his cast. And then, uh, what's the hot girl's name? Um, Sorry. No, the other one. No, the, no, the the blonde, the, the, the um, rich. Uh, uh, oh, um, rich one, who was clearly going to be like this is going to be like her and Dimitri are going to be a thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, it's too moonlighting to to not have this pay out later on. And then it, and then it did actually happen. So <laughs> makes it even better. Uh, why can't I think of her name right now? That's going to drive me nuts. Because it, it's one of the problems with with some of the characters is is they're it, it's not so much that they're underdeveloped. It's that there's so much going on that it's easy to breeze right past them. There's only like, I don't yeah. know, like 85 characters in this fucking show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not all of them are important. 
Yeah, well, and she's not. I mean, not you know, nothing against her, but like she's just not a. Yeah, it's, it's not shady. It's just she's you know side character. She's just she's just there. Uh, what is her name? Yasmin. Yes. Yasmin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that nobody was really sure. They were like, yeah, sure, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I made it up. That's not her name. I just just fucking with you. Um. Yeah, when she when she drew she wrote the thing on his cast and then she was making out with him and I was like, wow, good for you. Like, but she was just like shocked and she was like, wait, no, he didn't see this. This didn't actually happen. But like, she had her own little bit of character growth because she had gotten the the dreaded rear admiral from uh, Aisha in season two and she knows what it's like to be laughed at. So like, it's her character development is very shallow. But like, yeah, it was cool watching Dimitri, but like. Hawk's turn? I did not see that coming, Shocker. and that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's why I was, that's that's why I was surprised when you said that there you know there wasn't a character that you disliked. Like I hated, I hated seeing him in pretty much any scene because I hate him until like the very end, where it's like, oh wow, even he gets redeemed. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, the reason I didn't hate him was because I want to say it was season two. I mean, they've kind of blurred together. I might have to, like, again, I got to watch it again. Oh, no. But when he has the flashback to being younger and his mom is like, I, I'm, these boys have to stop picking on you. This is wrong. And him just being like, no, mom, stop. You're just going to make it worse. And, like, the whole, like, wetting the bed thing, like, it just, I felt bad for the dude. And I understood why he... Like, I wouldn't like him as a person, you know, but like, I at least understand where he's coming from. And then the fact, like you said, the character development, the fact that he had a turn, that he had a, has a heart, you know, he's not like just, just a cruel douchebag was, was a really interesting turn. I didn't like, like you said, I did not see it coming at all. And I was very happy that it happened. I need a lot more development from him for that turn to, to work for me. Like, he is such a bastard throughout the show that, that you know, hey, I'm not going to let this guy that I just met also break your arm. Hey, thanks, buddy. Only <laughs> I get to break your arm. It's not good <laughs> enough. Because, yeah, fuck that kid. He was such an asshole. Um, he, Only there, I'm a there was, there was a reveling in cruelty from him that goes well beyond like, well, I was bullied too. Um, and I think that, I think that the, the, the writers and, and producers did too good a job of making him an asshole that they were to, to, to be able to, to like, just bring him back. Like, Oh no, now he's, now he's a good guy. See, see, he's a good guy. He, 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 he fought with his friend. Isn't that nice? Like uh, uh, yeah, you got you got a fucking ways to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, hopefully in season four they'll address that because that is a really good point. Like he to go from where he was in the beginning of this of the series when we first saw it, like as he's going into Cobra Kai with with Johnny, to where he became Hawk when he changed from Eli to Hawk, and then to go to that turn at the end where he's an eagle fang which is fucking hilarious like the name that he came up yeah, with jesus johnny yeah i know right <laughs> come on man yeah but like it yeah there's got there's got to be some a little bit more depth there but um 
yeah, overall, like I, I liked I liked Sam's arc that she was still like traumatized basically from what happened in that fight. Like even though she ended up beating Tori in the fight uh, at the end of season two, like it still stuck with her. And like that was, I thought that was pretty well done. I, I liked the way that that was handled. Um, I, I really liked what they did with Robbie too. I like that he felt betrayed ended up having to go to juvie, but like in juvie basically like had to like, had to like fight off that one dude and basically like got his begrudging respect when he, when he was like, well, I'm not going to rat you out. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a punk. Like Robbie's arc was good, but at the same time, it's kind of weird because he's just like, the, the script says that I have to be bad. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. He's, he's a very convenient, um, uh, not scapegoat, but uh, uh, there's sort of a universal adapter on that kid in terms of, I need a father figure. Hey, here's one. Um, and it doesn't really matter, you know, where their alliances lay and um, what kind of position he's in. I, I think that is one of the strengths of the show overall is the degree to which they're using circumstance to, to make, you know, make a lot of these decisions seem logical and reasonable um because it does make sense particularly like when you're dealing with a bunch of teenagers you know who look i don't know if we have any teenage listeners but if we do all due respect teenagers are morons um they're they're brand new to the world and they've just gotten a sense of like their own mortality uh and 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 life as a whole so they think that they're the feelings they're having are like profound than the first ones that anyone's ever felt when in reality everything they're going through millions and millions and millions of people have felt before um so they're they're much more easily manipulated and they're much more easily put into like weird and fragile circumstances um so it makes sense that they'd be the ones to to it 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 makes perfect sense that teenagers would be the ones to be in this kind of melodrama because for them, everything is high stakes. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's it is it, it does get a little cartoony at a point when you know any guy with like a car and a deep voice could be like, "Hey, I'm your dad now," and he'd be like, "Okay," <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, at the same time, when you have a guy like Johnny who is a consistent fuck up. Um, and you have somebody like Daniel who is going to try, like when you, when you have like your, your, your chaotic good and your lawful good characters right next to each other, you know, it can, it can, they can play against each other pretty well. Um, and like I said, Johnny's a huge fuck up and Daniel's going to make the quote unquote right decision, no matter what it is. Uh, even if it's a decision for for Robbie that he has no no say in and no choice in, um, and that only looks like a betrayal, like that. Oh, that's the only way that's going to read. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it it makes it it does make sense, but it comes to a point where like, all right, how many more father figures are he, are he is he going to bounce around between? We need to we need to nip that in the bud for now. Yeah, it's yeah. 
I, I'm not sure what, what what they're doing with that. But it's like you said, you know, it's it's teen melodrama. And uh, just so you know, this old man speech is sponsored by Geritol. Um, if you're not feeling regular, James Rambo recommends that you take. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it is funny because I do the same old band shit too. I'm watching this. And I'm just like, damn kids, if they just knew that this, like, wait, no, Mike, what are you doing? It's a TV show, man. Just stop. Like, I felt bad for Robbie. I really did. But at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, you, you can't expect kids to have wisdom because that comes yeah, with age. But and yeah, I, I, I will say I don't remember which, uh, like. I, I was kind of I was kind of mad at Johnny because he knew that the better the better thing should have been to go see Robbie and he still kind of passed on them. So like I kind of understood Robbie being being mad at him um, when the oh. when you know when when uh, you know you made this big deal about you know I'm gonna, you know, come visit I'm gonna come see you and then like the previous two seasons when Robbie's like okay well I'll give you this this chance to like actually be my dad. And then you fuck up and and choose something else over me. Yeah, like, he, I, I, I totally he essentially chose he chose Miguel over yeah. over Robbie and like yeah, it, like I, right, I under, right I, choice I totally wrong choice. It. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that needs to be addressed in the show is the fact that he just has more of a bond with his adopted son versus his real son. Um, and I, I really do hope that that's brought up and, and that is part of uh, exploring Johnny's character because it's it's unfortunate, but it is a reality in this in, in this case. Um, he never made the connection that he you know with Robbie that he made with Miguel. Well, Good yeah. or bad, like it, it, it's it's not that you know it wasn't a choice um, necessarily. Uh, but it definitely has has that, that's how it's played out, um, and that is very interesting, and it, and it's something worth exploring. Well, and also too, the he he wouldn't have tried to build a relationship with Robbie had it not been for his relationship with Miguel. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that too, I mean Carmen's also calling Johnny Daddy now too, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, can I say how impressed I was with how they handled his character um, when when Allie came back into town? I was fucking positive he was going to screw that up. Oh yeah, yeah same. I th- yeah, I thought that he was, was going to. Such a good misdirect. Yeah, because like, like they were oh, they were God about damn it they were about to kiss and I was like, dude, what are you doing, Johnny? You're going to blow off Carmen and then. I can't remember who brought it. It might have been Allie because and Allie was like, well, who is this girl again? Which means that Johnny had told her about her, which mm-hmm. is it's character growth, man. And like it's that's what's been awesome about this show. And like it's funny, too, because everybody was like, well, Johnny is such a douche. Johnny's such a douche. Johnny's such a douche. Like all through all the Karate Kid movies. Like if you watch the first Karate Kid movie again at the very end, after Daniel does the crane kick and wins the wins the all valley championship johnny actually comes up to him and says you earned this you deserve this man great job so the seeds for johnny's transition to a decent human being have always been there but like everybody i mean because again you know 99.8 percent of the movie he's a dick you know so like in the last two seconds of the movie he's not so you can't be like oh he's good now no but like 
you, there's that little piece that most people completely forget about. And I've just, I've really enjoyed watching him try to be a good person, but fuck it up a lot. Like when he's trying to get Miguel to, to stand and he lights his feet on fire. That fucking guy. <laughs> he means well. He really does. Yeah. But he's, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's trying, man. And I, I fucking love his, I love his interactions with the internet. Those are my goddamn favorite. Those are the best. That... Ugh. I'm, put, I can't put remember some, the guy's some, name. Put some hash browns on that. Put it on the <laughs> internet. Put it on the internet. Yeah, hash brown Fuck. too. Um, I ha- I have to I have to go back and watch season one again and clip that because that needs to be in the intro now. <laughs> let me I'm gonna write that shit down so I don't forget. <laughs> so something that I uh, that I found I I don't remember if it was like looking at like uh, trivia on IMDb or what, but in the second season when Johnny gets you know kind of gets the band back together with a bunch of his old Cobra Kai buddies. Um, and there's the one guy that's sick. Uh, the one guy that, you know, that's, that's, he's, he's terminal. Yeah. That guy actually was. And he died. Yeah. I saw that in yeah. the beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually sick. He actually died. Um, and to some degree it was understood like, Oh, you're, you're just writing reality into this show. Holy shit. That is, really intense so like you know watching that now i i I, kind of go back and rewatch that episode because yeah that's just that's just really those actual guys reliving their actual childhood um on screen that's fucking wild man yeah that that definitely adds a whole nother layer to the whole thing doesn't it so fucking intense The other thing that I thought was really interesting, too, is the the Tori character is still kind of like the nebulous bad guy, you know, air quotes on guy. But like Tori doesn't really have a whole lot of depth in general. But they're starting to add little bits and pieces because she's still just like, I'm bad because I'm bad. And yeah, yeah, that's that kind of irks me a little bit. But at the same time, too. It, it makes sense when you know all the things that you know about her now. Like she's, she's basically she's a female version of Kreese. Yeah. Like life, life is life has fucked her, so that's why she's shitty. And it's 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 been interesting to watch. I mean, like, and the weird thing with her and Kreese, like, it got kind of creepy there for a second. I was like, oh god, he's not gonna like, oh no, don't do that, please. And they didn't. And I was like, thank god. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's you guys got that vibe too, right? Yeah, because it's because he's such a bastard. He's sleazeball. Yeah. And it's it's always a question of like, to what degree are they going to pursue that? And it's it's always funny to to see how things like there's a line in From Dust Till Dawn um, right at the end where Juliette Lewis um, you know, her, her, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, uh, crazy crime story turns into uh, a crazy horror story um, after two uh, uh, felon, you know, uh, two, two brothers who are, who are both felons, one of which who's broken the other one out of prison, um, take a family hostage 
uh, and go to an all-night bar that turns out to be filled with vampires. Um, I highly recommend this ridiculous movie. It is one of my favorite movies, period. Um, so at the end of it, you know, after all this crazy shit has happened, Juliet Lewis is left, you know, alone. Um, and she's like, you know, I, I want to I wanna go with you, talking to George Clooney's character. And he's like, uh, you know, no. <laughs> he said, the line is, I'm a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. <laughs> and it's it's this great summation of like, yeah, I'm like, I'll shoot you in the face. But the thing that you think is going to happen, uh-uh, no, we're not doing that. Um, it's, it's up there also with like uh, um, Eddie Valentine in The Rocketeer finding out that uh, that he's been working for a Nazi this entire time, being like, whoa, <laughs> nah, uh He's like, I, I'm a criminal, but I'm an American first. Um, Ain't working with no friggin' Nazi. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really appreciate Like, that happened with the Joker as well. The Joker's yeah. worked with the Red Skull. I was Skull. just thinking about that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, wait, 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 You're an actual Nazi? No, the hell with that. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just a gimmick. Um... I, I appreciate, you know, the, the, the moral code of criminals um, where, like, for even for them, like, there's a line. So, yeah, with Kreese, Kreese is a fucking dickhead, uh, and that guy will steal your grandma's lunch money, but he's not going to rape her. Like, that's, that's a bridge too far. Um, and I think that is an important, uh, um, an important aspect of the, the limits to which we as an audience will accept a villainous character. Like there's no coming back from that. Um, because that is a crime that, um, no one, no one ever had to do that to like feed their starving family. Um, uh, uh nobody committed that, that kind of a crime. Um, you know, on, on, you know, because of their, their troubled childhood. It's like, no, you, that's, that's a wholly selfish, monstrous action. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely got that vibe too. But even, even when I was going to, I was like, there's no fucking way they're going to make him into that character. Um, and I'm very glad that they did not for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that is a fucking trope we can do without Absolutely. for a while. Let's just let's give it a decade and see where we are and then revisit it or not. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was overall. I just I really enjoy this. Um, I, I, I alluded to it before, but I'll talk about it and then we'll move on. Um, the Okinawa scene when he gets to Tommy Village and he sees Yukie. First off, like the way that they played that again, the cheese factor a little bit because like Oh, you show up to Okinawa and this woman who's been a dancer all over the world just happens to be in Okinawa as well. Okay, sure, whatever. But him going there looking for answers and it basically being almost cosmic in a way that he had somebody who was there who could help him find the answers he needed from Mr. Miyagi. And that scene when she reads the letter to him that Mr. Miyagi wrote to Yukie about how Daniel was like his son and Samantha was like his granddaughter uh, that oh my god that was that hit me right in the gut oh yeah that was that shit wrecked me yeah 
oh dude because like you could see that in their relationship in the movies and like you can and, and in season one i think it's season one where Daniel goes and visits his grave because he's just like distraught. He's like, I don't know what to do. And I always came to you for answers. And like just that little bit of dialogue in season three of Kumiko reading that letter to him. And even she gets choked up reading it. So like not only was it perfectly written, but both the actress who plays Kumiko and um, Ralph Macchio just fucking nailed that scene. And like, it was just the music, like it was just perfectly done and executed. And it was just like, that's one of those things where like, yeah, it's cheesy, but then you get these moments where it just like shines through where it's like, this is a fucking good show. And like, honestly, I thought the thing with him and Chosen was a little cheesy. It was cool, but it was like very like martial arts movie feel. Where it's like, oh, you didn't know this? Well, I'm going to teach you this secret move. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know we had this secret move. That was kind of cool. <laughs> like, again, cheesy, but, like, again, it, it fits with the show. That, that it, And, like, that says a lot that you can go from cheesy to really sincere and powerful and, and go back and forth between the two, and nobody really questions it. So it just kind of speaks to the quality of the show. There's an earnestness in that series that you yeah. don't often get from other places um and it it comes back to not winking at the camera and not it's there's no joke to be had and and by that i mean it's not that it's not funny it's that the the people working on the show don't think hey look how stupid this is like they're fans of it too um and so often you'll get things where the 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 people make it, it, it's it's one of the problems that you used to run into a lot with um, older superhero movies, where um, it it was it was a lot of like winking at the camera, like ah yeah, but this is this is dumb. No, no, no but we're we're making like a serious version of it. It's like <laughs> I guess yeah, I I guess I'm supposed to not enjoy the thing that I enjoy, but I do so. Now I'm made to feel like an asshole for enjoying this. Um, and with with Cobra Kai, like there's there's no yeah there's no winking at the camera like yeah but you know it, it's dumb right see how dumb it is and there's <laughs> like there's some cornball shit going on in that show um, but it's the it's the commitment to the bit like they're they're like you know it, it it's what Patty Jenkins was talking about when she when she was a uh, uh, saying how she was sick of people being um, uh, uncomfortable with earnestness. She's like, no, fuck that. I don't, I don't do cornball. I don't do corny or cheesy. Like this is what it is. If you're not, if you're not down for it, that's fine. But I'm not going to undercut my own work to make you feel good about it. Like there's no guilty pleasure here. You either like it or you don't. And if you like it, great doors open. And if not, that's fine too. Keep on walking. Um, but don't think that you're going to come in here and, and try and like, like this ironically. No, no, no. We're, we're having a good time. So either you can get on board or not. I think that that's, that was, cause I, I talked about it before where I was saying that like, I had gone a really long time not watching the, um, Karate Kid movies and I, and I loved them as a kid and I couldn't remember why. And I think that that was part of it is that it, for a while, everybody was just like, oh, it's so cheesy nostalgia and it's so bad. And like that was part of it for me. It was just kind of like 
maybe that's why I'm not watching this. Like, it, it, it was almost like shame in a way, but like, I don't know sure. why the hell I felt yeah. that way. That's bullshit. Because like I, like I said on these airwaves, man, I fucking love those movies. And the second one, watching the second one again, like that was some emotional shit. And I, and I, I stand by my statement of, I think the second one might be better than the first one. The first one's really goddamn good, and it has a—it's more culturally significant. But I think the second one was the better movie, or at least the one that I like more. Fair enough, man. I haven't honestly—I haven't watched yeah. either of them for a long time. Well, again, you're not going to have to twist my arm to watch them. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll watch them again together or something like that. That would be pretty yeah. cool. Um, final thoughts on on this, like. The only thing that I'm disappointed in is that there's not more. I want more. I want. I want the, the give. Give me more. Need it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, don't worry. He's gonna wait another fucking year. Yeah, <laughs> I think they've already begun the process of beginning to start filming uh, season four. I follow a couple of those, a uh, couple of the actors on on Instagram, and uh, I think they're, I think they're, they're, uh, they're prepping up to, to to start shooting soon. Good stuff, man. I'm, I am super excited. Uh, before we get into the uh, the fantasy draft for our food, um, what else are you guys watching right now? We'll start with we'll, we'll start with MC since MC was off yeah. last week. Um, yeah, man, what have you been watching lately? Uh, other, than, other than troubling uh, <laughs> anime. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would have had two answers, but I have. Uh... I've had to knock one off for reasons that you can learn if you listen to my new my new the new episode of my podcast. Listen to this um, fucking tease, this professional here. God damn, yeah, I love it. This, uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of reasons. I, I went for, I went on for an hour on it too, so that should let you know it's a it's a big deal. Um, uh, I'm watching mostly a ton of anime right now. Um, I like for some reason I'm holding off on watching the final season of Sabrina. Um, and maybe it's because the the, the last season was kind of eh, <laughs> um, and not because I hate Sabrina like ninety percent of people do. Just overall, just eh. Um, I also haven't seen um, Umbrella Academy either, so I do need to watch that too. Um, but needing to start that, I still haven't started it yet. Season one is good. I can't speak for season two, but um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed season one a, a lot. So, like, um, you haven't started the show at all, or you haven't yeah. seen the second season? I have not seen any of it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think that uh, I will make I will make some time, because all of the things that I was really, really looking forward to, um, I'm finished with. So <laughs> I need to watch something else, because I powered through. Um, I mean, I finished The Mandalorian. I watched Wonder Woman. Oh, I still have to. I'm going to make a Steve Rogers list of things that I have to watch. Hang on. Let me do that right now. <laughs> so I have to watch um, Shazam. Yes. Yes, you yes watch very much Octus. so. I have to watch Aquaman. I have to watch Umbrella Academy. There. I'm typing these yeah. down. Yeah. Is that That's my three Shazam, Aquaman, Umbrella Academy. Those are the big three. Yeah. It's it's also it would also be like you can you can definitely watch Shazam and Aquaman with Jax, but you should you should watch and like maybe like you and Sandy should watch Birds of Prey as well. Oh, I need to put that on my list because I've been meaning to watch that. There you I go. The shit that, out of me. that and Man of Steel are the only two DCEU films I haven't seen yet. I still haven't seen uh, Suicide Squad because I just I didn't fucking care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I missed that too. 
But I'm okay with I'm I'm okay with it. I didn't yeah. I didn't like the little bit that I saw of it. What do you think, Rambo? Do we have to see that too? It's very stylized. It there's a lot of shit that looks cool in that movie, but it's much more style over substance in places. Um, it really falls to the degree to which you are a fan of Margot Robbie's um, Harley. If you really like it, you should you really like her performance. You should definitely watch Suicide Squad. If you could take or leave it, you don't necessarily have to. Um, you also get a little more uh, Affleck Batman. Um, you get a, a fair amount of yeah, I like. The individual, like the 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 sum of the parts is is in this case is actually lesser than a, than the individual parts themselves. I think there's bits and pieces across the board in that movie that work really well, but it doesn't gel. It doesn't come together the way you hope it would, um, which is a bummer. Um, but yeah, if if you like those individual pieces, I I definitely recommend it. Um, I am one of the few people that thought Leto's Joker could have been really cool, uh, and you could, you could have done some cool stuff with it. Um, I share that I, opinion, by the way. I mean, honestly, like the the if any character is going to take cues from like big gaudy Southern rappers, it's going to be the Joker. <laughs> like that dude is going to be in a fucking Lambo with a rainbow paint job and <laughs> like a big a big metal grill like uh, to, 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 quote, to, to paraphrase a friend of mine he's like oh you think the guy who gets the dog shit kicked out of his teeth by Batman might put a grill in yeah I think that makes sense um, <laughs> and, and like oh but the tattoos are stupid yeah they are stupid and that's the kind of joke that the that's joker the would be like, yeah, look how dumb I look. <laughs> like, that's the point. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I, I agree. This is, this is really dumb. Now I'm going to stab you in the face. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think the, the individual pieces work well. And I am 100% going to watch The Suicide Squad, the new same. one. Um, and I encourage everyone to do the same because that movie looks like so much fucking fun. So if you're gonna if you're gonna if you have any I, I, uh, any plans to watch that movie, I would definitely recommend watching um, Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad movie. Uh, like I said, it's definitely style over substance, um, but when the substance is there and there are a couple places where it is, uh, it works. Um, it just doesn't come together overall as a whole. It, it's a really cool like fun experiment, um, but not a great movie. Yeah. Um, also, one hundred percent not for children. So do not watch it with Jax. Okay, um, I, will, I will take that in the spirit it's meant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, hey, you you are the art, as I say with every, to every parent, you are the arbiter for what your child should or shouldn't see. Dude, um, no, he's not watching it, I can tell you right now. Like, we don't let that kid watch anything <laughs> bad at all, period. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't watch that kind of stuff, so no, yeah. you're, he's, he's safe in that aspect. Um, <laughs> Rambo, what are, you, what are you watching right now? Oh. Um... What MC did you did you uh, say? Did you are you are you good on sharing? Oh, yeah, with geez, I'm oh. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, I'll, I'll give two answers because there's really only two things that I'm I'm watching um, right now since I've like I said earlier dropped a certain particular show. Um, the first being 
arguably one of the greatest anime ever created in Attack on Titan, in which I can say to everyone who had threw shade at over the years, because I was like, that series sucks. I get it now. I've I binged it. I enjoyed it so much that I, that I like right after finishing uh, the most recent season, I just binged the entire manga, which is like which was like fifty something chapters in a matter of like three days. It's really fucking good. And and I, to the two of you, I'll say that for like this is the kind of show that even if even people who don't like anime or don't generally tend to watch it can like really find uh find the series enjoyable like i've seen people kind of compare to game of thrones in the sense of, in terms of its fanfare not in terms of like you know like the, the 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 actual story itself but in terms of the fanfare and why people are like really into it like i fucking get it and, and i would say that's a pretty apt comparison uh based on what i have seen of uh game of thrones so yeah i'm watching attack on titan and and i totally get it last week we had like one of the greatest moments i think in tv history for me watched it like 50 times since then because it's that good um, so I'm watching Attack on Titan, and I'm also watching Fairy Tale, much to the behest of literally any anime fan out there. It's one of those <laughs> series where you either really like it or you really fucking hate it. There's no real in between. Like I, when I was still on Facebook, I actually asked people if it was worth watching. And if you read the comments, it'll be like half the people are like, "Oh yeah, I like it. It's pretty good." And other people were like, "You can. Th- there's better things to waste time on." And so I'm watching it. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I just got to season two. Um, I might do a review for it actually. Uh, you know, whenever I get through all like 900 episodes. That's a lot. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really 900 episodes, but like season one was 48 episodes. Season two is 24. But like I, I was looking ahead, and like season eight is like 91 episodes. There's a lot. It's like 200. It's like 200 something total. But it's a lot. <laughs> Good lord, how? <laughs> how? how? At, at least it's not, all I say is at least it's not One Piece. I was gonna me, say yeah, it's 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 no One Piece. Yeah, that, that show's been going on since 1999, and there's the author says eventually, like he he's gonna wind down eventually. But even the people who know him are like, yeah, we're still probably another two to three years before there's before it's actually finished. Jesus Christ! And they're they've already hit the thousand episode mark. So, wow, Jesus Christ, a thousand episodes! I can't, I can't even think. Episodes like 18, 18 movies, and yeah, that, that I think that's it. Thousand something episodes and like eighteen movies. Over That's, 20 years. <laughs> the, the fucking Simpsons have been on since 1987, 88, and they only have 639 episodes. Like, that's crazy. Or, I'm sorry, 695 episodes. But, like... Get good, Simpsons. Yeah, get yeah. your shit together. <laughs> God, you're making us look like assholes. There's <laughs> <laughs> fucking effort. <laughs> oh, it's like the 80s all over again. The Japanese are beating us at everything. Oh. <laughs> uh, I um real quick I want to do a quick tie-in for this and then oh, um I, I watched a couple of really fucking amazing documentaries. Uh, one, the tie-in to this with anime is I watched something that was a manga that is now a live-action show on Netflix 
called Alice in Borderland. And I did a review for it. It's on the website. Check it out. GreggyGraffyGee.com under articles and yeah, yeah, movies and TV. Just check it out. It's right there. Holy fuck, that show is crazy. But man, did I enjoy the shit out of it. And like, have either of you guys watched this or started it or like shown any interest in it? I'm 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 going to. Please do. Sure. Yeah, because we'll, we'll we'll end up talking about it because it was it was good. Because I want to I want to watch both actually I, I want to watch both the the Netflix adaptation and the actual like original series. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch the original series because like the the live action one is fucking bananas. Like it is. If you took um, the Running Man and Saw and Hunger Games and um, 28 Days Later and kind of mashed them all together and then you put it in Tokyo, that's pretty much what this is like. It was it was trippy. It was exciting. It was heartbreaking. It's it just it's a really good show. And it has some like it has some really progressive things going on too. Again, not going to give it away because I want you guys to be surprised by this when you see it. It's if you don't want spoilers, I'm not going to give any. The article doesn't have any spoilers either. Just watch it. It's eight episodes. I mean, it's eight hours of your time. Like, like you haven't spent more time binging some shit on, on Netflix. Like just spend eight hours, watch this shit. You'll enjoy it. Um, it brings up a really interesting take on something that I never really realized that I, that I had when it comes to uh, dubbed verse subtitles. I don't like dubbed movies. I would, I prefer subtitles because I, I want to hear the actor, the original actor's voice. I want to, um, I don't like when the, their mouths are moving, but the words don't match up. But like, I feel like it's distracting, but also at the same time too, it means that if I'm watching something with um, subtitles, I have to pay explicit attention or I'll miss something. So like, yeah. that's the only thing is it forces you to like stare at the screen and like not look away. You can't fucking you can't be fucking around with your phone while you're watching something with subtitles. Yeah, it shit bugs me. Yeah. So the the documentaries that I watched, I watched two of them. Um, I watched one about uh, the uh, the night the Night Stalker murderer uh, serial killer in California, Richard uh, Ramirez, like holy fuck that was it was like like five or six episodes and like just insane like watching the way things worked pre-internet and pre-cell phones like with police work and stuff like that and like it just to, to think like is when was the last time you guys heard of a serial killer like recently um yeah I, I, every serial killer i've heard of in the last couple of years has been mostly just old serial killers getting busted years later. Yeah. Like that's, that's what's crazy is like, I feel like because of the way the internet works now, because of DNA, because of the national digital fingerprint database, like all of these things are adding up so that like, you can't get away with this sort of stuff. Like the seventies and eighties were like the heyday for serial killers. But like watching it, that was all I was thinking of. I was like, man, if they just, they had the internet they could have caught this motherfucker like i don't know like like 12 murders in like before he like went on this like two dozen murder rampage like it, it's crazy and like it's just one of those fascinating things to watch but then um the other one that i watched is one on netflix that if you didn't know what it was about you might think it was about something uh inappropriate uh it's called crack and 
<laughs> it's about the crack ep- epidemic in the 80s. And like, man, did I learn a ton of shit. Like, it just, it's, I remember when the whole opioid epidemics uh, really started. And like, I remember the outrage from the, from basically like the urban community, from anybody that was not a white person community of like, where was this compassion in the 80s when crack was destroying um, the inner city? And like, I, I knew what happened, but I didn't know all the details. And this documentary does an excellent job of filling in all those details of like, I mean, it, it shows like they were the, the director of the CIA went to a high school in Los Angeles to talk to people in Los Angeles because they were so pissed off and were so convinced that the CIA had something to do with the crack epidemic. And basically this documentary lays out that like uh, they were kind of right because like the government just kind of turned a blind eye to the coke trade. They were just like, eh, let's let a bunch of coke in. But, you know, like you can't use it. Say no to drugs, motherfuckers. And like... It was just, it was, it was so ridiculous. Like at one point they were, they were basically funding a, in Nicaragua, they were funding the Sandinistas who were trying to overthrow a communist regime because apparently in the seventies and eighties, we just, we hated communism so much. We were willing to do whatever we could, even in little tiny countries that had nothing to do with America. So we're like funding the the Sandinistas and then like Congress and, and and the Senate find out about it. And they're like, we can't fucking do this. We're not funding a war in some country that has nothing to do with us. This is the dumbest shit ever. So Reagan was like, all right, fine. We won't fund them anymore. So then that's how the whole Iran-Contra thing happened. They were selling weapons to Iran and then turning around and taking the money and buying cocaine in Nicaragua to fund the Sandinistas and then bringing the cocaine back to the United States to sell. Like, it was... It was I'm, like, I'm watching this shit and I'm like, how the... F- what? I'm watching this shit and I'm like like outraged about shit that happened like 40 years ago i'm watching this and i'm just like no wonder everybody's pissed off about this like it's just it just it's further proof of like all these gaps in history that we never learned about as kids because like why in high school would they teach you about you know like the sandinistas and and america's turning a blind eye to all the cocaine that was coming into the country like it's just it it was fucking nuts man and like it just it, it you saw what it did and how it ruined entire families and entire cultures, entire cities. And like, what did we do? We had Nancy, we trotted Nancy Reagan's corpse looking ass up there and she's like, just say no. And then they do an episode of silver spoons about it. Like, or uh, no, not silver spoons, uh, different strokes with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Gary Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like that was your answer. Like, just say no. Like, how about you fucking stop all the cocaine trade coming into the country? How about that? Like, oh God. But there's so much money to be made, Mike. Why would we do that? And of course, they're not going to teach you about it because that that's going to have you questioning and and uh, uh, questioning your government and and being less than uh, obedient. No, 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 can't have that. Fuck that shit. It's just, it's, it's baffling to me, man, you know? And like, just good Lord. Like you, in this documentary, they basically posit that like that ruined the country. Ever since then, we've still been trying to recover and they got a really good fucking point, man. Yeah, I believe it hundred percent. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the further, the further criminalization of, uh, of yeah. drugs hard or otherwise um yeah it's just it's fucking nonsense they talk about that too they talk about how they're so outraged by all the things that are going on 
because of all the people that are being killed uh, in the turf wars that are happening because of um, of crack dealers. And basically like the crime bill that they put out, um, normally bills take approximately about a year to write. They had to write this crime bill in four weeks. Like it just had to get done. Like we're getting this crime bill done in four weeks. And if you go through and you look at it, there's just like all these errors and like other things because people were in such a rush to write this fucking thing to get it done. And like not excusing it because it's still fucked up, but like they wrote it in such haste that basically like if you had like, let's, let's say you had three grams of crack, you get the same prison time for three grams of crack as you do for like 300 grams of cocaine. It was something ridiculous like that. It was like Coke, ah, Coke's not a big deal. Crack, oh, those two little, three little crack rocks, oh, that's fucking horrible, you can't have that shit. And like, they were saying that when you looked at the convictions, that there was not a single person of Caucasian descent that was convicted for crack possession. Almost every single one of them was a person of color. And I was like, you've gotta be fucking kidding me. How unexpected. Right? And then also like, what are the demographics of people buying crack versus people buying coke? Yep. Well, that was the other. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing they were saying too. Is the statistics showed that the the majority of people buying crack white people. That's fucking funny. I did, I did not know that. I didn't. I didn't know that either. It, it blew my mind because again, the stigma behind it. Oh, this is an inner city drug. No, they were saying like this one guy like that was in the documentary was talking about like first off this guy was was. You can't say a drug dealer is cool. Okay, I mean, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> this guy was cool as shit, right? Like, he, he... you don't want to say no. The, the influence from Mrs. Reagan would say you're not supposed to say a drug dealer is cool. Of course, a drug dealer is cool. <laughs> his name is Rick Ross. Let me get, the, come on. <laughs> the rapper Rick Ross took his name from this guy. That's how cool this fucker is. And like, he basically introduced coke to the United States or uh, uh, crack to the United States. Like in Los Angeles, it was it was fucking crazy. And he was talking about how people would line up like their cars. They would cause traffic jams to buy a crack. Like they would just they would just show up in the neighborhood. You come by, you buy a crack and then move on. It was like that's fucking insane to think. And the cops didn't do dick about it. And then what ended up happening was is some cop in New York got killed because of something crack related. And then the police just flipped and like we're just busting heads left and right arresting everybody like it just like 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 that overnight everything changed and it was just like yeah seriously like watch it it is really really fascinating it's like i think it's like two it's like a two-hour documentary movie it's not like a series but like it definitely worth your time super fascinating really really well done too uh, what's it called again crack <laughs> it's easy to remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but definitely, definitely worth your time. So let's go ahead and we'll wrap this up uh, and we'll do a second episode where we talk about our fantasy food draft for the fictional GGR diner that we're going to create maybe one day. But I wanted to thank MC Brooks. I wanted to thank James Rambo. Uh, as, as always, as the co-hosts of this podcast, you guys make this such an easy and enjoyable um, event that we have every single week. And it, it really is the highlight of my week. So I appreciate you guys always being here for this. But I also want to thank all those people out there listening. You guys are making this something it never was before. Like, we're going to be able to do things with GGR that I never thought possible. And 2021 is going to be the year where we see things change 
exponentially for the website and for the podcast so that and that's because of you that's because of you guys so thank you for listening keep listening please subscribe tell your friends about us um go buy some stickers buy some t-shirts that helps us pay for this website just keep sharing the word because it's getting out there and lots of people are are, are jumping on board or, or joining the ggr family so we appreciate that for all of us here at the great geek refuge my name is mike lunsford and remember guys together there are no heights that we can't reach Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!